0: good morning everyone i guess i can't say that hi guys hi welcome back to another week with amy maybe that's what this podcast should be called actually no it should not be called that because after this episode y'all are gonna understand why i named this podcast what i named it anyways welcome back welcome back to the inconvenient truth i'm amy i'm your host this is the place the only place where we talk about inconvenient truths, unpopular opinions. I feel like there was one more, but I can't remember it, so that's okay. Grab your coffee, tea, or if you're like somebody who drinks just sparkling water, you can do that too. I hope you all have had a good week. I hope you guys are done with finals. Finals should not be going into June. I hope you're done with school, and I hope you are on summer break, If you are one of those poor souls that are taking a summer class, my heart goes out to you. I will be at your funeral only if you have cake. Life update. We just hit 2,000 downloads, which I know is kind of a small milestone, but it's a milestone all the same. And I really am just shocked that you guys have listened to me collectively, collectively, 2,000 times. That's kind of crazy. So. Thank you. This is also my thirty second episode. I've talked at you guys for thirty two episodes. well, this i guess thirty one That's crazy. Anyways, really, really appreciate all the support. Thank you so much for sticking by. Is that even a phrase for sticking with me? Um yeah, maybe you will all leave after this episode cause this episode's gonna get dicey. We're getting our hands dirty. But you know what? You knew what you signed up for. This is what you're getting. Hard, cold, truth. We're talking about contraception today. We are going to be talking about morality and contraception. I would like to do an episode about the negative health effects. Maybe not necessarily negative. I mean, they're only negative. But... That sounds biased, so I'll just do the health effects and the science behind birth control because I think given that a majority of my audience is women, we should be informed about what is actually going into our bodies and what is being shoved down our throats. However, that is not today. That is going to be a different episode. Today, we are talking about morality and contraception, but in order to do that, we first need to understand the true meaning and the purpose of marriage and sex. So, let's dive in. The first question we probably have to ask is, why is marriage such a big deal? You know, a lot of people will say that it's just a piece of paper, um, they'll say relationships are just two people who get along, they kiss, they have intimacy. Um, we this is one that we hear a lot. Um, why get married when you can just live together? I'm sure you've heard that a lot. I've heard it a lot. Uh, however, the thing that I just described to you literally three seconds ago, that is cohabitation. And cohabitation is not marriage and there's a difference between those two the catholic church defines marriage as the matrimonial covenant by which a man and a woman establish between themselves a partnership of the whole of life and which is ordered by its nature to the good of the spouses and the procreation and education of offspring that is a very romantic definition. But in other words, marriage is more than just some legal contract. It is a promise. It is a covenant um, between two people made before God, witnessed by family and friends. It is a promise of loyalty. One where they give themselves wholly to their spouse for their good and the good of their future children. Um. This bond is for life, and consequently, this is why the Catholic Church gets so much backlash regarding marriage, because it upholds God's plan for marriage, um, that it is permanent and intended with an openness to life. Which brings us to the main topic of today's episode, which is contraception. And I'm not just talking about the pill, I'm talking about it all, everything, anything that is used to directly and artificially prevent pregnancy. So something that's really interesting about the human body is the fact that most of our biological organs can function on their own. Another way to put it is we are a self-sufficient machine. Um, In a majority of cases, you know, there are some outliers. But God did not give us half of a heart or half of a kidney. Um, We were self-functioning. However, there is one exception to this, and that is our reproduction systems. Females have half. And males have the other half. And it is not until the two become one that the reproduction system is complete. You cannot procreate without a male and a female. And that is just facts. It's science. If you're human. If you're human. Animals are a whole different story. This is also why gay unions are not recognized as marriage in the Catholic Church. Because no children come in from that. Now, here's what people need to understand. Sex is way more than a feeling or a desire or a pastime. But people, our society, our culture, everything, they have dumbed it down to be just that. But it's not. It's so much more. It's a promise. It's a gift from God, which people would then give to their spouse, In the same way that he lovingly created us out of nothing, his creation of us was an act of love, we can play a role in that creation when we have sex with our spouse. We help, and I say help because ultimately you need God to create a child, more on that later, but we help in the creation of new life, and that is the purpose of sex, to bear children And to love them. And that is ultimately the purpose of marriage. However, the minute artificial contraception enters the equation, sex no longer becomes an act of unselfish love. Because you are actively putting something unnatural in place to prevent conception. You are saying no to the act of creation. The gift of life, a child who at the time is a twinkle in God's eyes, you are saying no. It is no longer, Father, your will be done. It is my will be done. When you have intimacy with your spouse, it is a total gift of self. One that is separate from each individual's selfish needs or wants. Contraception drains that love from sex. It is no longer an act of love, but rather a need to fulfill a bodily desire. It is no longer love. It is lust. And I'm sure a lot of you are thinking, whoa, Amy, that's harsh. Yeah. Yes, it is. It really is. The truth is not always pretty. It's not always convenient. Something important that I want you to understand is historically, the pill played a huge part in the sexual revolution. In fact, Planned Parenthood played a huge part in creating birth control. And what's more, you cannot be pro-life and pro-contraception at the same time that is just a fact of life you cannot say that every child is a gift from god and every child is worthy of living and when you are simultaneously saying no i do not want children in my life and i am going to actively prevent any creation of them And I know some of you may be like, Amy, that's not killing children. Contraception is not killing children. But it has the same principles at the foundation of it. Abortion is a matter of convenience. People come and get abortions because they don't want to be bothered with children. Contraception is used because people don't want to be bothered with children. You can't say that children are a blessing from God, but then actively prevent god from blessing you and that's really inconvenient i know but it it just doesn't work and you also need to understand that the minute we removed the minute the pill was created in 1950 the minute a chance of a child was removed people shirked responsibility Like 95% of abortions are done because of contraception, because sex just became a way for immature people to have fun. And this is usually when someone will say, Amy, okay, what if a couple like can't afford a child, you know, or they just can't have a child, you know, at the moment or like the health, it, it just doesn't work for a child to come into the equation. First thing that needs to be put into perspective is you do not need to give your child everything. You don't need to pay for their college or their car or their phone. They don't need to be, you know, in every sport imaginable. You don't need to take them to Disneyland every, or like the Bahamas every year. There are cost-efficient ways. My foot's asleep. Why is my foot always asleep? There are cost-efficient ways to raise children. As a parent, your main responsibility is to feed your children, clothe them, love them, and raise them in the faith. And you should also be able to care for them in case of an emergency. If you are unable to do that, you are in no position to be married. And I'm going to add you're not mature or responsible enough. Secondly, I think what needs to be understood is that when the Catholic Church is states that couples need to be open to life, This isn't an immediate, like, you need to have enough kids to field your own baseball team. I mean, sometimes that's that's the result, but it's not like a, you need to do this. It simply means you are open to whatever life God decides to bless you with. And if you really, really think about it, like, guys, let's think about this. It's actually kind of difficult to get pregnant. Like when you start adding up all the different factors, like times of the month you're fertile, actually getting pregnant, and then the possibility of miscarriage. It's actually really quite a miracle when you conceive. And like, don't even get me started on the amount of women who are dealing with infertility right now. Like, here's the thing. Here's another thing is, I know plenty of like Catholic couples who are open to life or want life, but they don't actually have children. Like it's difficult. They're finding it difficult to get pregnant. You need to understand that it's not a matter of like, oh, like, you know, this is all by chance. And like, this could possibly happen, but it could possibly not. It's no, God gives you life when you are ready for it. He is giving you the gift of a child and it's his time and it's not your timing. You just need to be open. And if you do happen to be very fertile and are in a position where you need to put some space between your kids, it is okay to organically track your fertility and make a decision when to be intimate. NFP in the church is going to have to be a completely different episode, but the main thing to remember is that when you are using NFP you are not using it as a means to not have a child it is a method of finding the optimal time to get pregnant and at the same time it's still allowing God to work within the marriage and there's so much more I could say but for the sake of time I'm going to save it for another time so that's that's another important thing. I know Cecilia Pappas and Megan Wells both had really, really good content recently about um, NFP. So I will link that so that you guys can read up on it. Lastly, know that I'm not saying this to shame people or invalidate their marriage. I am simply asking everyone to do a very honest check of themselves and their motives. Because... You. Everyone needs to ask themselves whether or not they are justifying themselves or their actions. It's really, really easy to justify sin when you are in it or when people you know are living in it. And again, the Catholic faith is not merely a religion of rules. It stands as a pillar of truth and hope. However, at the end of the day, you know, no one's going to be able to force you to accept the truth. You have to choose to follow God's teaching. You have to choose right over wrong, good over evil. It's your choice. I've said this so many times. I can't live your faith life for you. You need to do the research. You need to look into this. Um, you can say you trust in God's will and in his plan for you, but you need to look at yourself and ask, do you really believe that? And what's more, if you trust in his will and his plan and you believe that he does everything he does for a purpose and with purpose, now ask yourself, why don't you trust him with your body? Do you trust him enough to give up total control? It's an important question because for all you know, God may be standing at your door with one of the greatest gifts you could ever receive but you're refusing to get up and answer it. And I think I'm going to end the podcast here because I've been talking for a while. Anyways, this was definitely an inconvenient truth episode, Um, but it is a very important one. It is one that has been on my mind lately um, just because I've had different conversations with people and I think it needs to be talked about. So if you enjoyed this episode, as always, please share. Um, If you have questions, feel free to reach out. I am more than happy to answer any questions you may have. If you're listening on the Apple podcast app, please rate and review. Those always help so much. And I think that is it. Happy Friday, happy weekend. Cheers, and I will see you guys all next week. Bye, have a nice weekend.